the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Ken Sukuri Ministries. Scripture tells us in Psalm 34, 18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. These are the ones I look on with favor, those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word, says Isaiah 66, 2. We find beauty in brokenness when we choose to sit close with him and trust that he is listening. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds, our words of healing in Psalm 147.3. Brokenness is a blessing because it puts us on the road to a breakthrough. Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis, founder of Ken Sukuri Ministries, starts now. Welcome to Brokenness to Beauty. My name is Brittany Francis. I am the founder of Kinsakori Ministries International. We are so excited about this program. What we purpose to do is we purpose to bring women on this program that have a heart for women, that have a heart to bring others to the Lord, and have a testimony that other women can identify with. And today, I'm so blessed to have two precious women in my life. On this program, I have Carol Hutcherson, who is actually visiting from California, and I have Ellie Toscari. Ellie Toscari, she is an incredible woman of God. She is a musician, a singer, music teacher, but she purposes to bring people closer to the Lord with worship. And so we haven't really spoken about worship a lot on this program yet. So I am so excited to do that today. We have Carol, who's going to bring a different perspective here. So this is going to be a really fun program. Ellie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, just where you came from and why music? Okay. So thank you for having me, first of all, on your show. I'm really happy to be here. And uh, some information about me. Well, I was born and raised in Italy in the northern part of the country in Venice, so the beautiful city on the sea. And I moved here, I think, 13 or 14 years ago with my husband. We have two children, and we live in the Houston area. And uh, we make music. We make worship. We've been um, involved with worship ministry since I was in my early 20s. So it's been a long journey. Now, I wouldn't say too long, otherwise it looks like I'm too old. But... uh, (laughs) You know, it's been a while. Okay. <laughs> but worship, because, because everybody should be involved in worship. Everybody, you know, it's uh, something that I, I think is the best part of when we go to church is the best, very best part, because it's the part that you give to the Lord. It's the part of the, the service that you give to God instead of receiving. You just offer him worship. And I think that's beautiful. And that's why I've been involved in worship, because I really love the Lord and I love to worship him. So. Carol, do you have any questions? I do. I do. I, oh. I'm, I'm, I have to admit that I'm uh, fairly new to all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I guess, you know, for me, it's like I had to have kind of something come into my life that changed my life. And to be honest with you, it was Brittany. Brittany came into my life a good, what, two, three years ago. I got baptized two years ago as a result. 
things just started happening. Things started changing. So I have to say, everybody has mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. You know, I understand you're a believer, but yeah. what is it that really got your heart? What what changed it? Was so, there an event? Was there? Well, it was my mom. Okay. Yes, my mom was a strong believer. Actually, she um she was born and raised in Louisiana, and she went to Italy as a missionary mm-hmm. in her early twenties, and she right. met my father there. So. I was born with dual citizenship, so that was easy for me to move here. I think it was uh, her testimony of faith in my life. Because, you know, I went to church like all good Christian kids, you know, my whole life. It was just a routine. It was just a path that has been already, that's your destiny. But then, you know, it's not true. It's not like that. Because God is calling us personally. And I, I understood recently that there is a call when you are a child to walk through the faith of your parents. Mm-hmm. And then God calls you as an adult. And he did call me as an adult to choose him. But it was really through my mother's faith and her testimony that I really was able to, to know God, to know the depth of his heart, that he's very, it's very deep heart. You know, it's not that I know the Lord completely, you know, so, uh, I really think my mother really, she brought me close to the Lord. And I remember when I was a teenager, and she told me these stories afterwards when I was an adult. But when I was a teenager, she, she told me that I didn't want to go to church, you know, mm-hmm. like a good teenager. And so she started not going to church. She said, if my daughter doesn't go to church, I'm going to have church at home, just her and I. Now, I don't remember these, these things, you know. I was, dist- I was, I was Maybe I was distracted, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But she would stay home with me. And telling me about the Lord and, <laughs> and talking about the Lord and casually, you know, oh, you know what God did for me. Oh, you know, and, and this, how I was fed. The word of God was in me through what she was sowing in my life. Yes, yes. Yes. That is so Yeah. Cool. Yeah. She oh, would I stay home that. from church. Or when she would go to church, she would come home and say, oh, it was service. It was so amazing. Today was so beautiful. Oh, the Lord. And I know the church which she would go to was super boring. I don't know. But, but she would come home and was like, oh. And so I was like, oh, let me go see what's going on. And uh, that just, was just the beginning, really. Do you feel that you have a purpose in your life now or a mission to get your point across to everyone? Yes. That's a, a secondary mission. And your primary? My primary mission is to obey God okay. and do what he has called me to do. Okay. So, and then it's going to affect everybody else. I have a, a, a question for mm-hmm. you as far as worship's concerned. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell us a little bit about how you got into worship. Okay. Once you surrendered your life to Christ and once he called you and you understood he was calling you, tell us a little bit how you got into worship, because I want Carol to give a little bit of just a snippet, you know, how she's now moved with worship. And I want you to explain to her why that happens. So, well... I've always been interested in singing and music. So my mother got me into voice lessons when I was a teenager and I kept doing, you know, I kept singing. But then we, we got into this church when I was 21 or 22 and they had a beautiful worship team, beautiful. And I was like, ah. Oh. And so they told me that I couldn't be part of the worship team right away because I was fresh, you know, but this is what I understood later. Mm-hmm. I understood that I could be part, you know, I don't know why. And so I showed up one day and I started singing with them and they never kicked me out. And they so, would kick me out. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, years later, she told me, yeah, that was not the day, but I guess the Lord made it happen. Mm-hmm. 
And so, but worship is my passion, singing and music, and it's my passion. And that's how I got into it. That's the logistically how I got into worship. I think that's beautiful because I was always very shy about that. Mm -hmm. For me, it's almost like something had to happen to me. You know, I had things in my life. I was in search of finding really good friends that I could trust and, and a church that I actually got a message from that I could take home with me that would help me in my life. And, and I, I think what was important for me was to help others. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so, how did you feel when you found your church home? Because I've been able to see some mm-hmm. of those who are in your church home. How did it make you feel when you heard worship really for the first time? How did that connection, Carol, get your heart? And then Ellie, I want you to talk to everyone about it, especially those that say worship is not for me. Okay, Christians, I need you to hear me. Those who are not saved on the other side of this, you need to hear me. When we get to heaven, whether or not you love worship music or not, you better learn to because we are going to be worshiping our father for eternity. And so tell us a little bit of how your soul started connecting through worship. And then Ellie, can you respond to Mm -hmm. why that happened? Mm -hmm. To to be honest, the first time we went to this particular church, Bay City, South Bay, St. Torrance, my husband and I were sitting in the back and we were just trying to find a church that we could connect to that just felt comfortable, not cultish. Okay. The music started playing and our pastor's wife plays classical violin she also does classical piano, and oh my goodness, I was so embarrassed because I don't cry. Mm. The tears were streaming from my face, and I'm trying to be really cool and discreet about it in the back and hide myself, <laughs> you know, because it messes up your makeup. So, um, but then somebody said, "Oh, that's just the Lord speaking through you." I'm like, "Oh, please, you know, I'm I'm just taking this in in small bites. It's <laughs> all I can handle right now." But we, you know, we kept coming back and I really loved our pastor's messages because I really felt like it hit my heart. It started to change me slowly. Then I went to a Christmas dinner and I thought, oh, if I'm going to immerse myself, I'll just go. And I came back and had so much fun. And then I started a women's Bible study and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be boring, but <laughs> I'll, I'll do it anyways. And those are my best friends now. But it all started with it started worship. Slowly. Yeah, it yeah started, we heard it worship. It started slowly. And trust me, I'm one of those skeptics. And I, I wasn't really raised this way. But it brought, look at the people it's brought into right. my life. But and, when your soul, because I want to focus on this worship piece, because I remember you calling me and oh. saying, you told them the song to sing. <laughs> yeah, I, so, you know, what? just describe your emotion when you heard that song. And then, Ellie, I want you to respond right back as to why. Well, I got I to gotta say two things. One, with the song, when it, like I said, I was embarrassed. It just, it just struck me. And I, I can't explain it any other way than that. Okay. It just really hit my, my heart and my soul. But honestly, I met Brittany at an event and I... I don't know why. I, I called her when I got home. I'm in a, in a East Hartford parking lot, and she was so sweet and very receptive. And and then she goes, "Oh, you'll you'll see a sign." I'm like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> I get in my car, and right in front of me, the car in front of me on their back windshield says, "Do the person behind me. I am praying for you and oh, wow. Jesus." <laughs> I took a picture of it because I thought no one's going to believe me, right? Wow. I'm like, if that's not a, a sign, sign, I don't, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's a literal sign. But Ellie, then things kept happening. 
And I think a lot of these things do happen to everybody. We just have to keep our eyes and our ears open. Mm-hmm. To yes, that. that's true. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, Ellie, ex- describe the pursuit of worship because the sign was a pursuit, but mm-hmm. the song, I'll never forget her being so moved by the first song. How does the Lord do that? Tell us a little bit about how the Holy Spirit moves in you as a worship leader to pick songs, pick lyrics. And mm-hmm. what your prayer is over those songs, because I know that you pray. Yes. What I like about worship music is the songs that talk to God. And they talk, you are, you, you, God. I'm not saying that the other songs are not good, because we can talk about God, or we talk about ourselves, how God is blessing us. But I really think that the most beautiful worship songs are the songs that said, Jesus my Jesus, my Savior, no, the Lord, there is none like you. Mm-hmm. And he says, really, there is none like you. It talks to Jesus. Yes. It talks to the Lord. And we minister straight to his heart. Mm-hmm. We don't minister to the church. That's, and right. that's a secondary. You know, back to your heart. You know, and so we are, I'm talking to God. And I know there is a lot, you know, that we're ministering to God, you know, this vertical ministry. And also the church, you want to facilitate them to go to the Lord. But I have experienced recently going uh, with the, the Wellerford Band is also Launch, and Launch, which is a church in Houston, that is really, we need to encourage the rest of the congregation to bring their piece of worship. Amen. So, so I don't have to drag you with me. Come on. Hallelujah. Everybody. You know, I'm worshiping. You join me with your worship. You know, we, and we bring our personal, what happens at home, I bring it there. And I share it with you. It's like I'm making a cake, a pie. And I bring it to eat, right? And we eat it together. Mm, you know, that is and a you, good word. it's a potluck. Worship is a potluck. Yes. Ooh, worship yeah. is a potluck. That is that. going got it. viral. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, and you're yeah. bringing the actual dishes that they're putting mm-hmm. all of their food on. Yes. Ooh, that is good. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the song that we're going to hear in a minute and tell um, us what drove you to this song. Okay. It's a long story, and I don't know if a three-hour... Is this a three-hour, four-hour, five-hour? <laughs> okay, it's going to be enough. I see Steven looking at me like, you crazy one. I don't think so. <laughs> so, um, basically, so being in worship and ministry many years, the Lord spoke to me for many years, write music, write my songs. And I'm like, no, thank you, because it's so personal. Right, I told you, we bring our personal worship, so it's personal. It's very... It's like writing song, love songs to somebody and you want everybody to read them, mm. you know, and like, and, but I said, okay, I'll do it. I do it. And I was like, Lord, what do I say in a song? Say this, the things that you keep saying during worship, because I don't know if you ever heard a preacher, the preacher have the same message because that's the revelation they receive from God. And that's so if you hear a worship leader, you will hear after a while you say, ah, oh, she said it already. I heard that already. And my Art is always prepare the way for the Lord. Open a way for the Lord. Make, make straight a path for Jesus. Prepare the way. Open the gates. And all this a mix of Isaiah, uh, the book of Isaiah, book of Psalms, and Ezekiel. The song is called Sound of Many Waters, which is from the book of Ezekiel, which is a prophet in the Bible. And uh, Ezekiel has a vision, and he sees the, the temple was destroyed by one of destroy in Jerusalem. But God wants to rebuild another temple and he's giving the information to this prophet how it's going to look like. And then there is a moment that in Ezekiel 43 that says that the, the Lord sounds like many waters. 
mm. his voice sounds like the sound of many water. And when he's, he, we hear his voice, his glory fills the temple. And so I'm saying, prepare the way for the Lord. The song is saying, open the gates, open the doors, clear the way with loud worship. Your, mm. your voice is like the sound of many waters. So we clear the way for the Lord. Let him roar in the temple. Who's the temple? I am the temple. You are the temple. And so he's roaring within me. It sounds like many waters. Mm. And his glory appears. You realize you're healing a lot of people with your music. I mean, that's how yeah. I feel. When I, believe it or not, I now listen to Christian radio in my car. Yes. I never thought I would listen to that. But in my private little world as I'm driving, it's wonderful to just um, let it sink in and heal myself. You mm. know? It's medicine. So I, I love it. It is medicine. <laughs> so, definitely. Stephen, would you mind, can we get this music going? I'd love for us to hear it for a minute, all of our listeners. So your voice is like a sound of many waters. And so you're still singing to the Lord, telling him what his voice is like. Mm -hmm. And you know what that brings to my mind is that we're telling him, we're knowing and we're hearing your voice. Mm -hmm. We're starting to acknowledge that we hear your voice. When the Lord knows that we're listening for his voice, when the Lord knows that we're hungry for his voice, when the Lord knows that we are desperate to hear the different heartbeats mm-hmm. of the words that he is saying to us and us saying, clear the way mm-hmm. because Lord, we're ready for you to speak to us, to f- infiltrate our space, to infiltrate our hearts, to infiltrate our souls and to take over. Read this right here for us. Just read Isaiah. This is just so good. Mm-hmm. Clear the way, this is Isaiah 40. Clear the way through the wilderness for the Lord. Make straight a highway through the wasteland for our God. Fill in the valleys and level the mountains and hills. Straighten the curves and smooth out the rough places. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. The Lord has spoken. So that right there, you are actually saying one profound thing of Lord, I'm clearing the path for you. I know whatever is going on in my life, I'm going to worship you right now because I know you're going to meet me. I don't know mm-hmm. how you're going to meet me. You are going to fill the ga- valleys. Mm-hmm. You're going to straighten the paths. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it's not, I'm going to be healed. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> the glory of you, Lord. Mm-hmm. is going to shine because you're yeah. going to get all the glory and the honor for what you've done in my life. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? Yeah. Tell us a little bit. Yes, I mean, yes. prophetically speaking back to the Lord, yeah. basically. Yes, we speak prophetically back to the Lord. It's true. We declare his word to him. I, I know it's, a, it's, a, it's crazy, really. But um, God is ready to fulfill his word. Amen. He's ready. He hears it and he's ready to fulfill it. And another thing that has been always, one thing that has been 
point, focal point in my life is Jesus is coming back. And I don't want to say, I'll be, we've been waiting 2,000 years. This is not happening. No, for sure. This is happening for sure. It's set in stone. Jesus is coming back. He's coming when I'm alive. I hope so. He's not coming when I'm, it's okay. It doesn't matter. We're still clearing the path for him. And now how do we clear the path? Mm. How, how do we Come do on, it? How, how do we clear by the doing path? What we're doing right for, now. For yes, the Lord. That's yes. Right. by obeying the Lord, by That's doing right. what He told us to do, and also um, continuing to to say no to the world, the culture of the world. We expanding the kingdom of God. It means shrinking the kingdom of the world. And how do we expand the kingdom of Come God? On. We expand it. Telling the truth by telling our testimonies, the truth the of exactly, and also. When it's time for, if somebody wrongs you and you show them mercy, you are expanding the kingdom of God Amen. to that person. And when you are, you are expanding with your, because you are introducing a new culture, the culture that says, I'm not going to avenge myself. Mm-hmm. That's a culture of the kingdom of God. And there are many other principles that are good. That are, love your neighbor as yourself. These yes. are principles of the kingdom of God. Well, we want to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Basically, he was a perfect human being Mm -hmm. because he is God. But, I mean, you think about what the Bible is teaching us. It's teaching us to be merciful, to be kind, to Mm -hmm. help others, to be the best person you can possibly be. Mm -hmm. And if we could just spread that. And it's also a command to worship. Mm -hmm. It is a command. Mm -hmm. It's not a, you know, hear me, listeners. This is not a, oh, you know, I guess I have to do worship. I guess I have to sing. It's a commandment. And it's we not, are in trouble if we don't. And it's not the theme song of the opening of service. So <laughs> most of all, you know, it's not the theme. We're going to open with a song. No, we are going to worship purposely the Lord today. You know, and, amen. Yes. Yes. And we're going to circle the walls mm-hmm. of whatever is happening in our lives. You know, we were talking about Miriam before they went into battle. You know, she went yeah. in with worship wow. because she knew God was going to come in victorious and he yeah. was going to get the glory for it. Not because she wanted to be a winner, mm-hmm. not because she wanted her pain taken away, but because <clears throat> she knew her God yeah. was that big. Yeah, I remember. So we had a conference with Brittany, a revival tent. And so she told me that we had the, the theme was Miriam leading the women in worship. And it was like Exodus 15, I think. Yes. And so I really wrote a, a small chorus that was sing to the Lord a brand new song. He gave us victory. The horse and the rider Oof. was thrown into the sea. And so we prepared that with the, the worship team. And it was the theme of the night, you know, sing to the Lord a new song because he gave us, he did this and that against the Egyptians and he opened the sea and, you know, he does miracles and it was just beautiful. And this is also. My next song, it was because you gave me that verse and I built a song. So it's going to come up, I think, in March. What's, so what's we'll the title? Say, Yahweh is the only God. So good. So we've mm-hmm. got about a minute and a half left. Listeners, I'm going to be posting on our website, com. I'm going to be posting her song, How to Purchase, you mm-hmm. know, the single. We're going to be posting on Facebook, on all of our social media. Thank you, ladies, for coming on the program. I just am so blessed. God is just so faithful on how he brings things mm-hmm. full circle. If you have issues in your life, the first thing that you need to do is surrender your life to Christ. Know that he died on the cross for your sins with your name written on that cross 
And so we always like to give the altar call that if you're listening to this, come and join the kingdom of God. Come and join the mighty army. You know, just say, Jesus, come and be Lord of my life. I surrender everything to you. Find a local church. Find a home that's going to encourage Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then start worshiping. Turn the music on. Find this single. Turn this music on and say, God, the valleys. Everything that I'm going through, Lord, I'm clearing the path, Jesus, Mm -hmm. for you to come in and fill the gaps that are happening in my road on on my path. Jesus, you are the one that's going to fill the concrete. There are not going to be any more potholes, any more cracks left as I go on this path. Listen to worship corporately. Worship. Bring that dish to the potluck. Mm -hmm. Bring that dish to corporate worship. I can't wait to talk to you next week. God bless you and welcome to the kingdom of God. Thank you, Brittany. You've been listening to Brokenness to Beauty with Brittany Francis. Join us every Thursday evening at 5.30 p.m. To hear this program again, go to kkht.com and click on the podcast. For more information, visit kintsukoriministries.com. K-I-N-T-S-U-K-U-R-O-I. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.